Attention Pokemon players, you're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake attempts to skate on a pond. Chuck. Chuck runs a tournament and it goes smoothly. Can't get enough of the Lake of Rage. Chuck, hey. <laughs> I, I did run a tournament this week twice and it went smoothly twice. You did. Um, I wasn't part of your your tournaments uh, as as far as I remember, but from what I heard, everything went really well. Um, uh, so hey, tell us a little bit about it. You were there Thursday, weren't you? Um, was I there? There's, uh, Thursday? Oh yeah, yeah. Thursday, yeah. Thursday was impromptu. yes. We I forgot we were we were iced in. Uh, the the roads were all icy, and so we didn't go to league uh, in person, and we ran it online. That's uh, sorry, I forgot. I was I just remember being stuck behind a wheezing wall and literally draw passing. Uh, so that was my experience. I wasn't even thinking Chuck did a good job running it. I was just like that darn wheezing. Yeah. Um, we had a wheezing night apparently and then no one said, cause it was online only. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we, Heroes Inc. We ran, I ran Heroes Inc. Our, our local store's first team challenge. It went smoothly. Uh, cause I have never used RK9 before. So that was fun to figure out. And, uh, we crowned a new champion uh well a new new challenger team member um yep, yep. mate high five to you um way to win it um using mu v max uh beat another mu mu v max in the final um i still want to give him a shout out because uh he's only been playing for a couple months and this is his first uh tournament win and he played like he played clean uh there there was one i know there was one instance where there was a misclick uh that his mouse messed up he's like he was going to throw it across the room but he he still rebounded and, and took took home the dub so good job nate uh, congratulations i know i didn't, I didn't want to make it, i didn't want to make it sound too too like oh it was just mew everywhere because he did get through a field that contained uh some single strike urshifu and some other nasty stuff for it to play against yeah. so um there was the only two mew decks happened to make themselves in the final and then they uh nate came out on top and i'm happy for him and i'm happy to do that three more times because it was fun yeah for sure um like we said though uh we kind of got stuck inside because it was uh really nasty weather this weekend at least friday uh thursday friday and a little bit of saturday uh but i decided hey once it got a little bit better we were going to go out with some friends and try to skate on a a pond pretty close to us uh, and it was enough that we could stand on, like in the middle, but it was still still too soft to skate on. Uh, and I brought my 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 uh, son, and there was a couple kids uh, that were you know the friends' kids, and they were all throwing rocks at the at the ice right around the edge. And my son decided, oh, let's jump on it, and then he like fell into the ice, <laughs> so he was like drenched when it was still uh, below thirty. Uh, so I had to leave him or leave early uh, because he decided to jump into uh, frozen uh, pond water. <laughs> <laughs> always, always fun when you just, you know, just, just jump in, just go. Just jump in. Yeah. yeah. No, but he was all good. We just had to go home and dry him off and all that good fun jazz. Um, but yeah, enough about us this week. We do have another guest and I kind of alluded uh, to uh, us not having enough of the Lake of Rage. So we brought another Lake of Rager on and we have Saksak on. Hi guys, <laughs> thanks for having me. Ah, not a problem. Uh, I've been listening to Lake of Rage uh, you know, a lot uh, since you guys started and I, I love all your takes. I love how that uh, 
you have a lot of maybe different you're kind of similar in the way of like little dark fury where maybe you see a card that most people will just pass up but you're like oh there's something there um and you know i i i appreciate that deck creativity that you bring to the table yeah i like to think outside of the box oh for like sure right now on twitter they have the exodia stuff going around like mm -hmm. uh with trainer chip and crap man and his whole we're trying to work on the exodia deck with uh Greedy dice and missing clovers. So I'm trying to put my own spin on it right now. Ooh. And it's a, uh, yeah, it's a work in progress, but it's a lot of fun to be able to have creative decks like that and uh, not play what people usually play in standard. So for sure, that was a good time. For sure. Um, well, if anybody hasn't heard of you, of you other than what I kind of just alluded to, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your kind of your Pokemon story um, to this point. Um, I'm Sack. Uh, I stream Pokemon. I play competitively. Um, I stream Pokemon over at SaxSax17 on Twitch. So if you guys uh, want to check out more of that, that's where you can find me, um, do my thing. But yeah, I've been playing since 2007. Um, I took a little break um, when I was in high school, but I came back into it. And so, yeah, now I just stream and hopefully I can play IRL and, you know, chase world invites when IRL comes back. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. All right. Well, uh, we have a standard set of questions we like to ask every first time, uh, you know, podcast guest. Uh, so Chuck, do you want to start us off today? Yeah. Um, so we always start with um, what is your favorite starter Pokemon um, or first partner Pokemon as they like the, I keep forgetting to use that verbiage, but. <laughs> Does it matter what gen? I no, any gen you want. Any gen, just one of the, one of the starter Pokemon. Right, so I can't pick Charizard because everyone else picks Charizard, but I'd have to say Totodile. Right. Totodile would be my go-to. I, I think there was one other Totodile, but that is a, not an often picked choice. And uh, but Totodile is pretty, pretty boss. Yeah. Gen two was the first video game that I ever played, and Fraligator was the first Pokemon that I ever got to level one hundred without using rare candies. Oh wow, that's an accomplishment right there. Yeah. That's time spent grinding out that game. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah. I don't think I ever got a Pokemon to level hundred without using rare candies. <laughs> just such oh, a grind. Just, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of elite four runs for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So moving on to the next, what is your favorite Pokemon in general? Oh, Tyranitar. Solid. For sure. For sure. That's, a, that's an easy one. I have all my emotes are almost Tyranitar based um, over on Twitch. And it's just, it's just so cool. Like one of the first decks that I ever built that wasn't like a, a meta deck was mm -hmm. Tyranitar from Mysterious Treasures. And I won like a few cities and stuff like that when like the likes of AME were running around. So I was playing Tyranitar as a you know, nine year old. <laughs> there you go. Work, but there you yeah, go. It was so cool. Awesome. Yeah. I'm waiting for another good print of Tyranitar because I like I it know. too. Yeah, all the, like the cards that come out with Tyranitar, like they're not like every time uh, Tyranitar card comes out, I'm like, all right, let's take a look at it. Let's see if I can make it happen. And like the last few Tyranitar ones are so basic. Like the last one we got has no text on it. It just does damage. It doesn't yeah. do anything effects. So, like, all right, that's not. not that's not very it, interesting. You want you want there to be some kind of interaction, uh, of, right. in addition to the damage. <laughs> yeah, the last cool one we got was the GX Stage Two GX. I uh, tap into the cup with that one. I put my mind to it, and uh, but since then I haven't been able to make anything work. Ah, I try. I try. We'll get there, one day. 
All right. My, my turn. Mm -hmm. um, so now we go to what in, uh, this is TCG related. So what is your favorite Pokemon card? Um, now this can be any card um, for any reason. Um, so you can like the art, you can, it can be the thing that won your tournament. It can, um, whatever reason. That's huge. Just so many cards to choose from. <laughs> yeah, it's not an easy so question. Yeah. yeah. These are the two rings. Got, <laughs> got like honorable mentions, like unknown hand is up there, like alternate win conditions. Mm. Um, but I think I'd have to say green's exploration. I don't know Solid. if that's uh, any surprise to people that know me, but uh, I love green's decks. Um, the full art artwork is insane. I know it's called greens, but the blue on that, um, <laughs> on the artwork is just so nice to look at. And then, um, just the effect of the card itself, go search deck for two trainers, right? Put them in your hand. Uh, if you have no ability Pokemon in play and just being able to like play around cards that have no abilities and like the, just a deck building that goes into that yeah. is so nice to have fun with. Um, like I played Green's Pikaram, um, before Bolton was a card. Oh, like it's, like you have to go attach pass yeah. and then turn two energy spinner, Thunder Mountain, full blitz, um, is like how you go. And I went five, three, and one at a regionals, uh, with Green's Peak. I played four Pikaram and a Thunderous GX. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It was rough, but, um, I made the deck myself and I thought it was really cool. So, yeah. Yeah, probably my favorite card because of that. Props that. Uh, do do you think that they're going to bring back greens or a, a card with a similar effect uh, anytime in their near future? Because, like you said, it is it does open up for deck you know, you know creativity outside of those abilities. Oh, I wish. I hope they would because like, we haven't seen a card like that in a while. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any card previously that was like, hey, if you don't have any of these in play, um, just search like for cards. And so I would like to see it again, just because there's other like newer cards that could have the same effect of like peak around or something like that. And mm -hmm. like, oh, this could be played with greens, but I don't have greens in standard anymore. So yeah, that. well, hopefully we get it back. All right. I so mean, I mean, greens is a really good card, and the the power of getting two cards out of your deck. I mean, we've seen that multiple times in various forms, and we're we're seeing it again with Arceus. V like V star like just the ability to just yeah. go get two trainers, or so it, it it's still I mean that's why it was such a great card and decks revolved around it. Yeah, like Italian is nice, but then you have to play the entire you know, like Italian line. Yeah, like what if I didn't play the Italian line and then just instead play greens? <laughs> yeah, um, be pretty nice. Yep, and you you have more room in your deck for other creativity or creative yeah. cards um, other than for just sure. you know the full line. All right, let's Jolteon get. Jolteon look a lot different with greens. Uh, Jolteon, if you yeah, have yeah. I'm just yeah. I was just pondering that uh, for the second. Yeah, I think it would be pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> Not having to play those uh, sobbles for those mirror matches, it might uh, kind of help. <laughs> All right, so going into the last uh, question we have here, um, this is kind of a loaded question. Uh, it could be standard legal. It could be a card in the past. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's your your thoughts here. Uh, worst card in the game uh, for the for the game of Pokemon. So something that was toxic at some point that you just didn't enjoy being in the turn or in in uh, the format. Jeez, <laughs> so so much history. So much cards to think of. Worst like for the for the meta that was played and ruined the format for me, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. 
or just something that you say... lost to and you're just like i hate this card from now on uh-huh. um the card that got me out of pokemon the one that made me take a break for a long time uh was Mewtwo ex from the black and white era um x ball and dce was gatekeeping to a lot of cards and back then um, pokemon catcher was not a coin flip it got routed <laughs> afterwards into a coin flip mm-hmm. so pokemon catcher was a trainer that had free gust so you had like juniper and you had catcher so discard draw seven and be able to gust and x ball um i KO'd a lot of things all right cool attach and they go like x ball for 60 or like attach attach um I do an X ball for a lot and can win almost everything. Even like opposing Mewtwo is going to get uh, return KO'd. So then a lot of the format um, kind of turned into Mewtwo Wars for a while. And it just wasn't, wasn't very fun for me. It was like, well, I, I'm 10. Um, I don't have Mewtwo's. <laughs> yeah. Or I don't want to play Mewtwo's. And it kind of limited the creativity you could come up with when everything was Mewtwo based. So I think for probably for me, the most toxic card was Mewtwo EX. Um, Kate kept a lot of things. Like ADP was fine. Um, like Pika Ram can beat that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me was fine. Right, Joltan beats that. Um, a lot of things like uh, Guardian, Glade, back when that uh, reigned supreme for a while in 2000, 2008, 2009, 2010, in that era. Um, it was beatable, or you just joined them. I joined them. I did well at regionals with uh, Guardian Glade. But mm-hmm. I think Me Too is probably the one that would do it for me. Yeah, I mean, there have been definitely some very oppressive, strong decks, but um, at least since I've started playing, even those top meta decks um, definitely are invincible and can lose to, you know, a handful of decks that that can stand up to it. So, um, yeah, if, if Mewtwo EX was that card that nothing could stand up to it except for its counter, uh, it does seem pretty toxic to me. It was uh, not fun very few months. <laughs> I heard the format got better after that. Well, I like got a little bit different. Yeah. Um, got diversified after that, but not the first few months when Mewtwo is around. For sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's jump in to our random card madness then. All right. Random card madness. So um, just for sec, for sec, we, we don't, because uh, you may not know exactly what we're going to do, but basically we're going to um, randomly generate a number. We're going to talk about a card. We're going to decide whether it's good enough to put in the deck, build a deck around it, or, or if it's just throw it in the bulk bin, get rid of it, or if for some reason it's collectible, save it for collection for purposes. But um, now, since we got Brilliant Star's set release, thanks to Poke Beach, the set list, um, I'm going to jump the gun and switch us over to Brilliant Stars and Do it. randomly generate a card number for that set. And regenerate it here. And it's card number 151. And it's not, this is the first time we had a card like this to talk about. So this is going to be interesting. Card number 151 in the set is double turbo energy. <laughs> so that's the, that's the card. We that's randomly the card. generated that card. <laughs> you randomly generated <laughs> energy. Randomly generated double <laughs> turbo energy. Uh, so oh for those of you who've lived in a hole for the last two weeks, uh, this uh, card, it's an energy card. Uh, you can attach it to a Pokemon. It provides two colorless energy. And the attacks of the Pokemon this card is attached to do 20 less damage to your opponent's Pokemon. Uh, is this card going to be good? Zach, we'll let you start with this <laughs> since you are the guest. <laughs> I think it's going to be good. Um, just, you know, random thought when I first like, read the card. Like, oh, DC's back. Neat. 
Yeah. Don't even have to know that it does like 20 less. It's just uh, DCE's back and it's two energies. So it's yeah. going to be good based off of that alone. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it, it opens up a lot of um, deck creativity for a, a few lists. Obviously, Arceus, as we talked, um, has that double color list in there. Um, and a lot of people have talked about like the Toga Kiss VMAX um, with the the the, the Max Glide uh, for 120. So you're going to be doing 100. Um, you may search your deck for up to two uh, cards and put them into your hand. Um, pretty good, uh, especially when it's just a single attach uh, and, you know, maybe a stall kind of deck or some kind of, you know, something comes out of that. Um, I think you're going to see it in other applications as well. So, I, yeah, you, you're, you're putting this in a deck for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the random number generator kind of gave us a softball on this one. <laughs> it just it just lobbed it to us. I mean, yeah. there are a couple cards in here that are like that, and this is just one of them. Yeah, this is going to be a staple. Keep this card around. Um, if you if they ever make a gold one, bling them out. Like just go ham. It's going to be a card that's going to stick around, just because it's there's so many things it just turns on with one single attach, mm. and and opens up such a wide variety of play. So. There's that one's of, definitely uh, cheaper. What was that? There's a lot of archetypes to come back mm -hmm. um, yeah. because of this double turbo energy. We can see like the likes of Mad Party come back. Uh, Togekiss gets to come back. Um, Blissey gets another little um, buff, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, for Blissey V. Uh, like you said, Arceus will be good. Mew, I think, is going to change. Like, anything like that, any normal Pokemon, just to relook at any uh, single prize that's like uh, the all let's roll out Pokemon, take it another look at again. Yeah. Uh, just because once DC is back, so why not? Yeah. I mean, essentially any like Mad Party was like one away because you you couldn't attach but four energy anymore to like attack. So now you have at least eight again um to and that you can put in your deck. So like those types of things where you look at those those things that like single prize Pokemon that we've seen go away, they can come back because now they have more options to fire to get online quicker and and yep. do damage fast yeah couldn't agree more uh looking forward to seeing you know all these creativity or creative decks i have a hard time with that word today <laughs> um all right uh well i'm sure i mean we are going to talk about a little bit more um you know the set to come and sack's uh, opinion on a couple duck archetypes later um, yeah. Let's move on to our trivia. It's time, time to for trivia. 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 Um, I'll go first today. Okay. Uh, and I have a card here that I picked. So we're playing that name, the Pokemon. This ability goes to, and it is standard legal as per to or as per to the use. Um, and the ability name is guts. Oh, oh, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> guts uh this Damn. seems like a machop kind of pokemon yeah you have the right type it is the right type it is the right type fighting pokemon with the guts oh my goodness i'm, I'm, I know. I'm like 95 percent sure i have this right but i want to give them time standard to figure legal. out standard legal I feel like I can picture like the ability and like what it does, but I can't picture the Pokemon it goes to. Well, 
I'll give you points. I'll give you the right. Uh, or if, if you can tell me what that ability guts does, I'll, I'll say that you, you got the question right. I like um, increases your attack or reduces the damage done to it by like 20 or something, right? Close. No? Or so, you're in the ballpark with the reduces, but uh, not there. I think, Chuck, you're biting at the bit here. I'm biting <laughs> at the bit. It, isn't it Hariyama? It is Hariyama. Yes. Oh, yes. It comes back with 10 HP. Right? Yeah, so if it, if, it is, if it was going to be knocked out, you flip a coin, and if heads, it survives with 10 extra I've HP. I've seen LDF play that deck a few times on stream. Yeah, my, I, I thought it was a fun one. Uh, my buddy, that uh, just getting him into playing, Hariyama is his favorite Pokemon, and that's like the best Hariyama they've ever printed. So I'm trying <laughs> to like figure out a deck to make like that. I have to look up LDFs build on that just because that he wants to use i mean i want to give him a deck that he would like to play so that, yeah. that's the one i got to figure out right he was playing it on stream um when i was watching him and he found a bug because his opponent had rapid flowed both hariyamas and um only one of them had the guts activated really so both of the hariyamas died and you lost uh, <laughs> what? well i think one of the guts might have activated but then ldf said like hey that's not how the card's supposed to work they both died. Um, both should have the guts, guts activated, and only yep. one was. So then on stream, uh, LDF went to go report a bug to the Pokemon forums. I'm like, hey, and then like this is the bug I found on PTCGO. <laughs> it has to do with Hariyama. And, and like only LDF, right? Hariyama <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on stream playing guts and like only to find out that it doesn't work and actually be bummed out about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just reading it. It doesn't say anything about having to be active. It just says if it's knocked out by an attack. So like you said, yeah, Urshifu, that is an attack. So uh, he had a point there. All right, enough Hariyama. I am going to steal Jake's trivia game. I'm going to come back, but we're going to do an we're going to do an attack uh, on it. We're going to name that. I'm going to name that attack, and you guess the Pokemon that this okay. goes to. And so the attack is called Punk Shock. Punk Shock. Oh. I think I know. Is it but, an electric type Pokemon? Toxtricity? Yeah, I was thinking Toxtricity. Yeah, you both got it. That was easy. <laughs> no, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Big stack of cards yeah. failed me. I just grabbed easy, easy gimmies today. You, you're, yeah, you're you're getting the softballs today, bud. I, yeah, I had, well, I just grabbed an ability too. And my next one was a Blissey, that expert in roundness. I'm pretty oh, geez. Gimme too. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. <laughs> So on that, yeah, I, I had easy <laughs> trivia questions today. Well, hey, it made us look good. Yeah. On that right. note, let's go ahead and go to Turtwig. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week was very light with only 10 tournaments, 1,068 deck plays, and 3,229 matches to cover. But nonetheless, let's head into those top 8s. So with it being light, I kind of uh, allowed lower top 8 entries to make it into my top 8s. So we'll start with Rapid Strike Urshifu having 8 top 8s, Weezing having 9 top 8s, Gengar with 9 top 8s, Jolteon with 10 top 8s, 
and Mew Genesec with 19 top 8s. That does it for this week's top 8s. Let us know on Twitter at PitPokeyPod and at RY4Gaming how your playthrough of Legends Arceus is going. I finally got mine, so I can say that I'm really enjoying my playthrough. But without further ado, on to the boring meta numbers. These decks had over a 50% win percentage this week. Those being Jolteon, Gengar, Umbreon Urshifu, Zacian, Dark Box Inteleon, Urshifu, Victini, and Ice Rider. Notable changes to Mugenesect, Gengar, Jolteon, Duraludon, Urshifu, and Ice Rider. Starting off, Mew had under a 50% win percentage this week. It had 49.18%, so pretty low for Mew Genesect. Also being at 18% plays. That's pretty that's pretty good for the rest of the meta because that means Mew Genesect is down. How down? Well, we were down by about 2.5% in play and 2.5% in win, so it evens out for itself. Except wins kind of didn't take as big of a hit as the play percentage did. Overall, kind of good for the rest of the meta, but Mew Genesect, not really liking those numbers. So, next, Jolteon and Teleon. Uh, had a little bit downfall in play, but it really tanked in win percentage this week. I think that has to do with another deck having a bigger win percentage. So Jolteon and Teleon was down by about 4% in win percentage. Next, Gengar was at an 11% play percentage for the week. Gengar came in strong. That is up by 3.5% from last week, because it was only at 7. So look at all these Mew players going to play Gengar now. What a crazy transition. It had a little higher of a win percentage, but I'd cater that mostly to the fact that better people were playing Gengar, increasing its play percentage, so I think that's just where the good players went for the week. Next, Duraludon had a decrease in win percentage by about 4%, and that was not very good because it was just under 50 last week, and this week it was around 45-ish. So, so sorry, Duraludon. Your favorable matchup was a little less there for you this week. Next, Urshifu was up by 11% in win percentage this week, being at 54%. That is crazy because Jolteon was down in win percentage, and I think this deck was the whole reason why Jolteon was not doing so hot. So, great job, Urshifu. You're back. I'm, I was sitting here waiting for you, bud. Next, Ice Rider was up by about 8% this week. It had a big downturn last week with about 44%, and now it's up to about 51.5%. So, great job, Ice Rider. Select, cementing your consistency in the meta. Now, I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes Inc. Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week, we had an online event because a lot of people just weren't getting out to the store because we had some weather issues. Oh, Ice Storm Landon really got us this, this week. So, this week's winner was Joe, and he won with his other, I, I mean, wheezing deck. Uh, <laughs> great job, Joe. You did great this week. And now it's time for the wins of the week. Starting off, these decks won a single tournament this week, those being Weezing, Hoopa, Suicune, Jolteon, and Sir Birds. Next, Gengar won two tournaments, and the king at the top, Mew Genesect, won three tournaments this week. Now, Turtwig worked really hard getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter, at ry for gaming what your thoughts on this week's report are. 
that does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. And back to the cast. All right, and we're back, and it's time for the news. So we got some good news to talk about this week. Uh, we do. As mentioned earlier, we got a set list to talk about. But first, let's talk about new cards being released. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go with the one I'm excited about because I'm an avid Pokemon Go player. So coming later this year in, I believe, June-ish time, there will be a Pokemon Go themed like what an extra set whatever yeah, like a mini set like a set. yeah a mini set um it's not going to be like a booster box set probably it's probably going to come in etbs and such but mm-hmm. um it just it doesn't have any like no cards or anything like that um no details or anything the the only thing we've seen is the pack art which i mean you'll probably have the popular pokemon be in there uh, mewtwo or pikachu probably Gyarados. um um but you'll probably also see some professor willows and all the other characters and supporter cards that are in in the game pokemon go and uh, it just says that the cards will be themed around the game awesome I, yeah i i excited um I always with new pokemon sets um we'll see what comes out there i don't know if we're gonna have any hopes for anything meta defining because the last couple small sets we've had nothing's been crazy I think Rotom phone comes to mind if one of the best cards that came out one of those sets. Yeah, I mean, I'm be I'd be weird to see what they do. Maybe they might make a cool stadium or something because of the Pokestops and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, the generic Pokemon will probably be a little bit more generic. And if you are a collector of the Professor researches, I bet you there'll be a Professor Willow full art in this one to go after. So, oh, yeah. So that'll be another research for everyone to have as a full art. Yep. All right. And then, okay, so let's go to the next article here. Um, and this one is all the Hasuian uh, character rares uh, were announced. Uh, so there are a couple, There, well, not just the character rares, but the, uh, some of the, some some cards from the set. Um, some of these cards actually have, you know, kind of both your name written all over it. Uh, so um I'll let you, I'll let Chuck you start out with which one you think uh you're low hanging what you're excited for here. Um, well, low hanging fruit for me is the Starmie, the Misty and the the Star. That them it's not really a Hisuian one, but <laughs> I I just Starmie is one of my favorite, and I'm super hyped about that one. Um, I'm also kind of hyped about the Chandelure too, but I mean they're all pretty cool. Right. Uh, not what I thought you were going for. Um, <laughs> well, did I miss one? Did I miss one? Um, I thought you would be going for the Vespaquin, to be quite honest with you. The Vespaquin? Yeah. The Honey Rush, uh, 60 times damage. Uh, you may reveal any number of honey cards, uh, item cards from your hand. This attack does 60 cards or 60 damage for each card you reveal in that way uh, for one grass energy. Uh, so oh, that, see, I missed that. I thought you were just talking about the 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 character rares. Yeah. Oh, I mean the character rares are nice, um, but that is a new card that I haven't seen previous. Uh, so let's talk about the Vespaquin with the honey. What do you guys think? I mean, this kind of has 
jank deck or rogue deck written all over it. I think it's kind of neat. For a grass energy, it's a single prize or has 120 HP 60 times. Yeah. Um, is it just honey cards? There's like a, yeah. a supporter called honey, right? Um, there you is may a play re real any number of honey uh, cards. It says honey yeah. item cards. Oh, so, honey item cards. So yeah, it could not cards. be. It can't be the supporter honey. There is then there is the item card. I, <laughs> what do you do with those? Do you just shuffle? You just put them back in your hand? No, you don't. It doesn't say you put them back. You just you just reveal them and that's it. You do the damage. All right. Well, maybe Marnie would ruin your deck, but I mean, I'm guessing it's just <laughs> it's Marnie you them, anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, once you get them, you just keep hitting. Right. You, you just keep them in your hand. Um, you just can't discard your hand. Like you can't really like you can't use the most effective drama you're like you're going to be more of a draw up to kind of card draw um, which might not work well with it might be clunky but six times four is 240 so you can take out these put the put the, you can put get the belt on there you can get the, the 270 with the belt mm -hmm. um so the numbers are kind of close i think it's going to be hard to get honeys in your hand though yeah, it might be a little clunky. The card I'm thinking of to get them is Peony, but you can't. You can't have you can't any peony. other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, into more like you didn't have another you, one in your hand. Right. So you have to have Peony. Like the only play, the only the best play, I guess, was you do Peony. You get two, then you use Arceus's V Star ability. Go get the other two, and then you hit for two sixty. There you go. You just <laughs> broke. You just broke that deck right there. But that's also saying that you have everything else already to go. Right. But um, I do like cards that solve for X, though. So mm -hmm. yeah. just play with Drizzle. Just shady dealing to the honey. Yeah. Yeah. And you do parties. Some simple other people are just be... smarter than me and that come up with a much simpler. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You find got the there. It was just a roundabout way. To <laughs> I'm gonna go find the most convoluted way to get it done. <laughs> Chuck on hard mode, as always. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, there was Malamar all over again. Yeah. So there was another card here that seemed maybe not meta, but interesting that I can see Chuck trying to make work. And I don't know about you, Saxac, but you, this might be a card that you try to work uh, work in as well. Is the cleaver um, for the lumberjack hack? That's a colorless, colorless. So we were just talking about the double colorless energy. Um, flip two coins. If both are heads, your opponent's active Pokemon is knocked out. So if you're doing 20 less damage, it doesn't matter because it's knocked out. What do, what do we think yeah. about uh, the Lumberjack hack? That's not bad. It's not like... It's tempting. <laughs> it is very tempting with all these beefy guys, all these tanks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... That'd be the ultimate like way to go in the deck. Um, I'm tempted actually. Glimwood Tangle, you get two shots to get heads twice. Right. I mean, uh, odds are you're gonna, you know, you you're not gonna hit it. But I mean, let me let me. I think it's 25 percent of the time you should get both heads. Right. Right. When uh, when Waylord was a thing, when it wasn't really a thing. Uh, you, you know, flipped uh, three 
three coins and oftentimes you needed three to take a big knockout, but people still played it for that. And it's actually more of a chance that you're going to, you know, hit the double heads than the triple. So maybe. Yeah. The part that I need to convince you on was you needed a reflip, something like, all right, we don't have will in the format anymore. Mm-hmm. Victini rotated and you mentioned Glenwood tangle. And I was like, wait, that just, that worked. I was just like, solved it. You got, you get a reflip. Mm-hmm. Two, and then like you could try it you have twin energy turbo energy don't matter uh bench barriers back well we'll come back with manaphy so could you give cleaver a go i uh, if you're like really good at flipping heads like right I, that will definitely that will definitely not be me because if you heard my rant or was it last week or the week before uh my my roll rate has been really abysmal at locals lately, so I'm that I'm not trying this. It's not going. It's not. I mean, for there, me. There's got to be a there's got to be a Caesar out like a Caesar out there too that it can like kind of like maybe mm-hmm. do something to help out. I don't know. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, other than that, there are a couple other cards here, um, but they weren't like super interesting and thought provoking, at least in my opinion, um, just off first glance. So. If you'd like, we can uh, move on to the next. I think there's one card that uh, did pique my interest. Ooh, okay. Kamada. Kamada? Kamo? Kamadu? 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 Kamadu. A supporter, supporter card. Let's, let's talk <laughs> about it. Yeah, discard draw seven, and there's Marnie, right? Or there's this guy. I think this guy could see play in maybe Mew a few times. You'd like those clunky hands you like. I have eight cards in hand. I can't Genesec. I can't play any of these cards because it's all like your extra views, your extra Genesecs, your another mm-hmm. Meloetta, right? Or like your last Sparkle and you're not of energies. You're like, man, this ain't Kamado, Kamado, Kamado might be the answer to that. I'll pick one tablet. See you later on the rest of them. Draw four. And then now right. back to Genesec because I can Genesec for at least one. As I actually like that. Uh, yeah, I, to be honest with you, I read the card and I just like passed over it, not even thinking about Mew. Um, that's actually a really good point. I, that you know, there are some times where that the Mew deck does get a clunky hand where you get too many cards and they're all cards you can't really burn. Um, so that does give you an out to that kind of situation. Yeah, or alternatively, Mad Party. I'll take the one Turbo Energy or Twin Energy, keep in my hand. See you later on all the Mad Parties in my hand. Right. <laughs> right uh, you sold me on it on those two decks for sure so <laughs> see this is why we have you on because uh, i just wrote that card off off the top of my head um so yeah yeah let's let's see that those in the mew and the mad party and any deck that's uh needs to discard uh rather quickly i i want to i want to go back to the first card i said and i want to read over this attack because i actually read it and it kind of Put itself in my brain mm-hmm. so it's stormy v with the the water the the second attack the energy spiral 50x damage this attack does 50 damage for times the number of energy attached to your opponent's pokemon in play not just active mm-hmm. and we're talking about rcs being huge with double turbo energy so there's 100 damage right there if he does his attach of three energy that's three more energy on the board. That's five. That's 250. Right. And you, bench, you can literally bench Melanie and hit for 250. 280 with a belt. Bye-bye. Yeah, right RCS off the hop. And then, like, there are a number of decks that 
potentially want even more energy on the board. Um, so yeah, this, this actually, I actually didn't read it. I just looked at the, the card art thinking, oh my gosh, uh, we need to get that card. Uh, not even paying attention to be quite honest. Fail no, I, I, I did right too. There. I looked at it and I was like, I want that Misty art real bad. And then now I just read the attack and it kind of hit me where it just, I read opponent's Pokemon just in play. Usually it says active Pokemon. Right. So I was like, well, that you're this, this is like a time where like energy abundance, but it's going to be on the board, but energy abundance is going to be prevalent. I mean, there, I mean, I don't think you can run it by itself in a deck because there are decks like a Jolteon, which may or may not be going away. Um, or even Mew that don't have a lot of energy on the board. So then you're not going to be hitting for a lot, but you can definitely slide this in some water decks for a sneaky two of, or, or a sneaky two prizer that can do some big damage depending on what you're playing. Side note, how much do you think this card's going to uh, be worth uh, with it having Misty? <laughs> um, Ridiculous. That artwork is insane. Yeah, do you think, do, you, do, you, do we think it's going to be, uh, Let's just play like uh, north of two hundred. I don't. I don't know what character rares go for. Really, like it's misty though. It's misty. I know. Maybe around a hundred. I can't see it being two hundred. I can't mean see like being hyper Pikachu V Max mm-hmm. or like Charizard level. Yeah. Like I know the character artwork do get updated. So depending on what else is in the set. I can see her being like top five for, for sure. sure. Like, well, no, as long as there are no other like Pikachus or, or um, Charizards, cause they're going to be in brilliant stars. If there's nothing else. That's definitely like top three card in the set, like money wise in the set. Right. But if there's other like popular Pokemon, like a Pikachu or something, I think they're just going to slide down, but eventually the misty people will be like, I expensive. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Top I, five in the set for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, such a beautiful card. And there's something to be said about Weepoo. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. Do you guys uh, want to just wrap up the news and get into the meat um, of getting to know Sack a little bit better? Yeah. That sounds good. All right. So Sack. You've been streaming for a while now that you kind of, you said you've been playing at least since um, 2007 and then on and off. Um, and then you started playing uh, online and we've already kind of established that you like to play cards that may not see, um, you know, the most amount of love. Um, what kind of, or what draws you to those cards or what kind of, ins- what's the word I'm looking for? What kind of, yeah, what draws you to a card that most people say, hmm, that's not that good. Um, is there any characteristics uh, to a card that, you know, piques your interest most of the time? So I play a lot of Jolteon, like, competitively. Um, when I'm trying to, like, go and try hard. Um, yeah. For, like, tournaments, right? And Jolteon is very simple. Uh, you just do 100 to active and 100 to the bench. And the next turn you do it again. And then, like, we have to, you Cheryl. And then you do 100 to the active and 100 to the bench. There's not a lot of thinking going on. Right. Um, <laughs> And that doesn't really like, do it for me, like create like creative wise. Um, I'm looking for things that like you need a like, combo, like the like I mentioned earlier, the uh, missing clover greedy dice thing came out. Um, 
and Trainer Tim also had a uh, combo-ization deck out um, where you, with the Jirachi Prisms and stuff, you right. released that video too. Um, I thought like, that was kind of fun. Just being able to hit those impossible combinations or like combos or like what a like, card, you know. Yeah. Like, when it requires some sequencing and, and, yeah, and sequencing running in the right order. You have to hit, yeah, I gotta hit these six cards this turn to pull this off. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. Cause like, can I build a deck that can hit a six card combo or a three card combo and like when it needs to, to do something kind of okay? Yeah, like, that's what like draws me. Like, cause then I can be like, I gotta get really creative. Like right. Jolteon uh, right now, um, it's very simple, right? 100, 100. Um, I changed up a little bit. I've started adding some cool, cute text to Jolteon. Um, added uh, an Urshifu an extra V to it. Um, and I added a Raihan and a Rapture Energy. That's a three card combo. That's like, ah, it's all right. Um, but it helps me win matchups against Gengar and helps me win um, the mirror match if I go second, mm-hmm. which I think is huge. And um, people don't always see that. Like in a closed deck list, you're not gonna see that coming. You're just gonna play right into that. You're like, all right, cool. Uh, hit KO Sabon, but all right, cool. Uh, bench Urshifu, Raihan to it, Rapture Energy, retreat my Jolteon, Oko, your Jolteon. Right. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, right there. <laughs> it is a clever plan. Uh, you don't see that happen very often where you see a, a, a tech like an Urshifu in a Jolteon. Um, now, do you are you more hesitant to play a, uh, like a, uh, a card like that in a open deck list tournament or, or would you play something like that in an open format? Uh, open deck list are a bit different. Um, if it's something that like, well, I hope they don't play, like if you can play around it, um, then I'm probably not going to play it or like an open deck list. But um, the thing with like the Urshifu is like, you can see the Urshifu, it, like, it'll stare like, all right, cool. It's in the deck list. I want to see it right there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to play it until it's too late. I got like, um, I'm good enough player where I know like, I'm just going to hold this combination until it's time to use it. Like, I'm not going to bench my Urshifu and let you put damage counters on it unless I'm going to Raihan Oko you. Right. Like, the only time you're going to see it coming is when it's too late. Um, so I think, like, open deck list is like, oh, neat. Um, as long as you can't play around it, I'll play it. So yeah, that's how I look at it. And it's fun to just pull it off on stream. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be streaming, and, like, the it's cool to win, um, but if I'm not having fun, then it's, it's like, it's whatever to win. Um, as long as I'm trying to have fun and play the game, then right. I'll try to pull off whatever on stream. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with, like, um, open deck lists at the moment. I'm, I'm kind of excited to go back to closed deck lists if one for, like, championship play because it, it leaves more opportunities for cheeky things like that to be played mm-hmm. because you can hide that combo in your deck and then pull it out rather than even in, like, an open deck list, like you're saying, like, you're savvy enough that you're not going to just, like, you know, telegraph that move, but the other player that you're playing might be savvy enough to know not walk into it so that 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 yeah. three cards are just kind of like maybe hindering your deck a little bit consistency wise or whatever so like when you're playing open deck lists everything's more about consistent plays like let's make sure Meloetic can hit for 210 every time we go second um it's just kind of it like <laughs> it's, it kind of goes for those plays where when you have closed deck lists you might not those those counter attacks that you don't see coming could throw everything off and closed deck list kind of like help no like hide those right for sure 
the first time I played Urshifu um, was in a closed deck list tournament. I'm, I'm just gonna put this in there. Um, pulled off round one, it was great against Jolteon, won the mirror for me. Um, pulled off again round four, uh, great, won the mirror for me. And then I got a judge call. <laughs> like, because when in the closed deck list uh, tournaments, um, you can't see their list, but you can see the archetype. So okay. I knew I was playing the mirror match against Jolteon, and they knew that I was playing Jolteon. Um, what they didn't know is that I was playing an Urshvu, a Raihan, and a Rapid Strike energy. <laughs> so I got a judge call asking, hey, can I get a deck check for specifically these cards? And then like the judge came and was like, yeah, it's in the list. He's good to go. Perfect. And it was like, wow, what a list. Kind of thing. Um, so, like, <laughs> it's medical. Yeah. But it's also like way fun to pull it off. And like he definitely walked into it um, not knowing that I played Urshifu. Um, and I was in the list, so it was like, I was okay playing it. But then at the same time, like I played an open deck list tournament today. Um, I played Victini with uh, um, Tooljammer, right? Yeah. Tooljammer, yeah. Um, against the Jolteon, and they couldn't do anything about it. All they did was like Crushing Hammer and Phantom Waves their energy and left the Jammer on the active because they don't play a Tools Cracker. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just won that matchup because uh, I know that they couldn't do, like I didn't bench another Victini, um, if I had hammers and fans um, in my hand, I knew to just keep them because when they attach the energy, that's all I'm targeting. So they can't actually knock me out. Or even, they didn't attack with Jolteon that entire game because they can never use their badge because they can never get rid of my jammer. And I bench another Victini from them to boss round or escape rope out um, or anything like that. All I did was keep the uh, energy denial cards in my hand and not bench anyone that didn't have a jammer on it. So um, that was an easy win. And I want to be able to do that had I not known their list uh, being open deck list. Right, so right. Uh, open and close things like allows for cool, cute text, and sometimes it doesn't, which is pretty neat. Right. Uh, I'm not a Jolteon player. I actually kind of despise the list, but I always, at least locally, and at least at the beginning of the meta, uh, Jolteon always played the tool scrapper. When did, when did that kind of stop? Do you think it was because Mew doesn't really play a lot of tools other than the one uh, bell or uh, vitality band? I think so. Like the only ones that, uh, that are kind of a nuisance are like the capes mm -hmm. um, and the charms for like Durell and Onization. Yeah. Like, I just want to get rid of those on like Suicune and stuff, but um, those aren't really in the format anymore. They were for like a little bit, like Duraludon was kind of like, okay. Mm -hmm. um, but you could also just beat them without playing uh, Tool Scrapper. Okay. Uh, so you'd only get rid of Jammer and no one really plays Jammer besides Leafeon. And right. I guess Victini, well, but that was me playing Jammer and Victini. Right. So you just kind of cut it for that and okay. add more consistency cards. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, that was a savvy call for sure. Um, are there any other... Um, fun cards that may not see a lot of play um, that you're, you're, you have your eye on um, maybe going into the next meta that might see a little bit more play with uh, some new cards coming in. I think I'm going to revisit Blissey when it comes out. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting a new Dusk Noir that has special trance as an ability. You can move special energies around um, wherever you want from like Pokemon to Pokemon as often as like in your turn. Yeah. And I think that's going to be, if I can, I don't know how I'm going to be able to get Dusk and Mirror out. <laughs> like, I'm going to try. But like once, once it's out, it seems really cool to be able to just draw um, uh, draw cards with lucky energy and then have Dusk and Mirror move it and change care, pick up Blissey and put it back down again and move the energy around. So I think that's what I'm going to try first. 
um, when the set does come out, other than the whole turbo energy new shenanigans with Ultra Ball. Yeah, but, yeah, I think I, I guess we can go into just kind of I want to talk about specific decks um, in in the meta right now that uh, will that will be seeing changes going in uh, to to the next set. Uh, so let's start with that Mew with the Ultra Ball. Do you think that that Ultra Ball um, really makes that Mew deck that much more consistent and better? That's, I think Ultra Ball is huge mm -hmm. um, for specifically Mew because you can discard two cards. Um, which I think is better than searching the deck for a Pokemon. The discard two cards, um, so that you can Genesect for at least three, because you can fail the Ultra Ball, so you're the Ultra Ball in your hand and you get rid of the two cards. Mm -hmm. um, now you're Genesecting for three if you're not looking for a Pokemon, if you're taking for a boss or something like that. Um, it just allows you to draw more right. um, in the new Genesect. And like the um, other cards, we're getting a Barrel um, in Excess, which is Octillery, Missile Hands. You can draw up to five. Um, once per barrel or artillery. And um, did you guys get to play in 2017 at all when artillery was around? No, I've only kind of heard briefly stories. Uh, so yeah. that is very similar to Beverell right now. Or that we're going it's to get. Exactly. Drop to five. Yeah. So on, on a stage one, except you can't level ball for a barrel, or you can level ball for artillery. So there's a difference in expanded. Mm -hmm. But um, that was a healthy format back then. Um, the only like reasonable search card for Pokemon back then was Ultra Ball, and it was just a really healthy format. Things were consistent. You had to use Ultra Balls wisely. Um, so now we're approaching a format with Ultra Ball in it, and we also have Quick Ball. Yeah. <laughs> we have like Battle Pass. We have Great Ball. We have Incense. Um, we're about to see so much uh, Pokemon search. Yeah. And we have a Barrel for anything that's not Mew related. So I think the Barrel and Ultra Ball go hand in hand, and make um, a lot. Um, a lot of decks don't dead draw, which I think is a good for a healthy format. Yeah, it just it makes so many decks, um, you know, consistent and, and viable just because of that consistency. So trying to get off that weird five card combo, if you have a card like Vivarel and Ultra Ball uh, to get that going uh, is healthy for the format, in my opinion. Uh, so sorry, I I was just going to say, I, I'm excited for Vivarel. I think he's going to be a good card. My experience didn't come with um octillery using that but i i really like Silvalley gx um which had a draw which was a draw a draw to five but you're giving up two prizes so i mean it's not as cool but um as only being a single prizer but um i i like that type of draw engine where you play your hand draw five more play some more hand like mm -hmm. um and that really didn't even really have an ultra ball around a lot to to thin the hand but Right. Um, I was, so I am excited to use Bibberell. So, do you think Bibberell goes into uh, single single prize Pokemon decks, or is it you think it's a viable option for almost any um, like V deck as well? Oh, for sure. I think it goes in every deck. Um, Over in Talion. Depends on like, right? Depends on what deck you're trying to build it. Um, how I'm going to look at it. If I'm looking for things that need like specific cards that turn, I might stick to like the Italian engine. But if I'm just drawing to have consistency, like I'm trying to just burn through my deck, going uh, liberal uh, for sure. Yeah. There's decks that are like the Peony decks. Um, they're like, oh, I need Cricketune. 
because uh, that's how I'm going to draw after peony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just play a barrel, and instead of drawing up to three and sometimes four when you're in the active, you get a full five after that, which is just ridiculous. Right. So I think I think Beverell just kills Cricketune completely. Not that Cricketune saw a lot of play in the meta right now, but <laughs> I think yeah. you're right. Uh, it's less prizes, more cards. Uh, it's not a basic, so it may be a, sl- a slightly slower, but uh, less risk um, when it comes to the prize trade-off. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm. I agree with Zach. With Zach, how he says, uh, it depends on the deck. Because if you're if you're gonna play something like Ice Rider, I still think you want Inteleons, mm-hmm. um, just to guarantee the card that you need for that turn. Like, the, uh, go get the Melanie to to redo Ice Lance or something like that. Right. But if you're in more of a, um, I'm I'm like blanking on something, but something where you just you can shuffle, you go through your cards more often. Um, maybe like a Rayquaza kind of thing. Not, not that Rayquaza is a good option, but yeah. it, goes through, it goes through cards fast. A Bibarel will be a better option there. Mm-hmm. Another option, like with all the path that we're seeing, especially with Jolteons, um, with, with Ice Riders, like you said, there's a lot of decks out there that have a lot of hate for Pokemon with abilities, at least rule box Pokemon. So another way to get around that, the Bibarel. Uh, so if you, th- if you think path is going to be a huge issue, Bibarel um, is your boy, I think. Yeah, I'm excited for a single strike. I tried playing Gengar. I tried to switch up the decks I'm playing. I'm like, mm-hmm. nah, I don't want to play Mew. I don't want to play Jolteon. Um, I tried Gengar. <laughs> I can fill my bench with Houndoers. Like I've seen opponents go like, oh yeah, double battle pass. Here's a bunch of Houndoers. Mm-hmm. And then I don't even target on the Houndoers because they have four mm-hmm. um, in play. But like, what if you just like turn one of those Babarils or um, Houndoers into a uh, Bidoof? And the next turn you have an out to drawing cards. I, yeah. Like the, yeah, right. The part that beats like single strike, like single strike has favorable matchups across the board. It's a uh, dark for the number one deck in the format, Mew, and it's fighting for the number two deck in the format, Jolteon. Right. And like the part that beats single strike is single strike because you don't do anything after Exactly. There's a reason that, de- <laughs> it, like you said, it has the, a good matchup spread, but it's it's hard pressed to see that deck go over 50 percent win percentage a lot of times it's in that that high 40s um so a card like that bibero um could really add some consistency to that archetype uh to maybe knock down the two top decks just a little bit it's gonna be great we get ultra ball to find the helm dooms you get the barrel to draw again you don't have to rely on crobat for once per turn and you're playing your own path so it's like, can I crow back? Do I have to tower? Now right. I just took a tower and path, and now, yeah, it's gonna be so good. Oh man, that you, just, oh, it, yeah, it opens up your deck for path because you don't need to worry about the the uh, the crowbats like you just said. So again, making that deck even probably a little bit more dangerous just with the the um, the disruption you're getting with that path uh, path to the peak out down there. Yeah, consistency is pretty good. Can't right. wait. Right. Forward to it. <laughs> right. So I want to talk a little bit about some single prize decks. Um, we, we are getting, um, what is it, the Manaphy. Um, do you think Manaphy makes single prize decks um, a viable option in tournaments to, you know, try to try to win a tournament with a single prize deck? I don't know if it's going to be viable, but they're definitely going to be explored a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, right, like Malamar is going to come back. I think Malamar is probably going to be at the top of people's list. Like Malamar, Mad Party, Leon Zard, Torterra, yep. anything else, right? Um, only because like Manaphy like protects your bench. The best part about playing Chelsea is go like, all right, cool, 
KO 200 people. And then now you're like, well, that was half my board. So <laughs> I can't do anything next turn because I don't have all the little guys. Yeah. Because they're all in the discard pile. Um, and if you protect that, you only get one. I can send them the other NK and, um, you know, attack now because I have two NKs to play. Exactly. It does say, it does save that. Um, any, any Drizzile, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Engine um, will be a little bit safer. Um, Leon Zard, uh, do you think that Leon Zard has a chance with uh, some of the fire love um, in addition to having Manaphy out there to protect it? Yeah, for sure. We're getting the new stadium, um, the Magma Basin, which allows you to attach to Leon Zard. Um, it's a cool combo. You're like, oh, cool. Like I didn't find Welder this turn because Welder doesn't exist in the format, so I right. can attack. Or you don't have to go Raihan uh, to other Zard after your first one got knocked out. Um, you can actually just go Magma Basin and then still play like Research for turn which right. is like just pretty cool. Um, you get Manaphy, protect your Charmanders. Um, and I would imagine like Sincino. I don't know if you'd be playing Sincino or Bavero, but I think you want to build your hand and get Leon's in the discard pile right. from Leon's art. So probably play the Sincino build. And you also get Choice Band, which puts you at, you could camp it um, 330, I believe it is, which is right. ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'm really hyped for that, that deck uh, in particular, um, especially with the belt. Uh, you don't need to actually play all three or have three and then play the last one. You can actually have all four and then have a belt on there. And it's just as uh, just good. And you actually have a viable reason. You can still do the whole Leon trick playing three or having three, playing the last one and having the belt to kill and get over like a, a Eternatus or something that's like tanky. Um, in the past, you couldn't. So now you can reach those numbers. So um, I'm excited about some, some of these single prizers. I think they might actually see a little bit more um, success that maybe uh, some people think so. Um, I think I, I, I think they'll start seeing success to at least be at least dark horses in tournaments because uh, Malamar in particular is one that I really like and that thing can hold its own against anything really right now besides like spreads um, just because if you if you can't set up Pokemon and you just start losing them to <laughs> Hershey Poos or even Jolteon. Like, Jolteon's not as bad as Urshifu, because Urshifu can just keep taking two out. Whereas, if Jolteon can't do damage to a bench one, then you're only losing one. But, um, if you just can't get set up, you just can't do anything, obviously. And Urshifu right. just, like, stops that quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't just have that punt matchup for Malamar. Um, but now you can, you can get that bench barrier, you can get set up, and you can strike back. And uh, I think Malamar is like one of the best at just hitting back the numbers it needs to, to consistently do damage and take knockouts on all of those Pokemon. And if you're going to V stars, it's less cards you need to get. So it's a little bit easier too. That's the sometimes. Um, I had a question for both of you actually. Um, so with Manaphy, there are a lot of people say it's going to change it, uh, not change it. Um, now, Jolteon may or may not see a lot of play um, after, depending on how it does. Um, but do you think there's a s- chance with um, Manaphy being there blocking damage from attacks that you'll see uh, Dragapult slide back into the meta and at least take a, a chunk of that pie again? Because, you know, it's going underneath that ability. I've been tempted for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like Dragon Pool gets Fall Crystal, you get 
cricket ball, ultra ball, you're gonna find the pieces. Right. Like unfortunate part is if you miss an attachment, you don't really have an energy acceleration to right. do the attack. And you're also only doing 130. Um, but like we've seen Mew, uh, the Mew bench barrier um, get bodied by Dragapult before in the past. So there's a good chance. And I wanted to explore recently, but I think the only part that I'm worried about is being gatekept by the best deck in format being Mew. Right. Also weak to dark. And people want to play dark to bully me and then Very true. Just feed on any Dragapult. Yeah. Although Dragapult still has, you know, they, they have the disruption with the hammers, with the fans. So you might keep them at bay, potentially. Um, I just didn't know. Maybe I, I think the, it might have a dark a dark horse try uh, to slide in there to, it, to hit those. Dragapult has some support coming in its, in its way, I think. Um, and the fact that you can get around the mana fees. Um, but like Zach said, um, the fact that you're a psychic deck might hinder it. Mm -hmm. um, you also be, I think you'd be severely dependent on the belt because then you can actually hit for 160, which is a, a much more meaningful number. Especially with the Zig um, pings and and yeah. and Intellion pings. Um, but you'd be dependent on it. So if that like pull denial becomes a thing, that might really hinder it as well too. Uh, it has a chance though like like you said that you have you don't care about mana fees so you can do a little bit of spread without any kind of worries mm -hmm. i mean i just know in the past when mew was there uh people would just play the mew and you, you just can take it with what a zigzagoon ping and, and knock it out uh, and you're actually you were helping the dragapult player because you just gave him an extra prize um, that wasn't really doing anything for you. I've I saw, seen that many times, so I just didn't know. Maybe we'll see that again um, in this prep. I had a couple other ones that I had questions for, but um, I didn't know. Was there any specific decks that you really, really want to try out um, top of the list uh, whenever day one comes out, if you have all the cards? Is it too much to be excited for you to get better? No, I'm I'm all for it. I'm a psychic. So, I mean, can, can I ask? Like, uh, I'm I'm. I, what what is the the new thing that they're going to add besides just this is just ultra balls? You get ultra ball and turbo energy, so you go max. Well, um, I'm max miracle cross fusion strike for one attachment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Which, you, I'm yeah, looking at all these lists, and um, the 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 thing that I see that with these lists is they're only playing one turbo uh, energy, which is like baffling to me like what i want to do with the list like i know the like Meloetta, you reach 280 neat cool no problem but i want to cut all of those cards i want to say see you later Meloetta, put in two lower choreo um see you later on the sparkles future shark energies and just go turbo energies and psychic energies and like i want to play sh like i know someone called me out for uh saying cheryl and mew but you go like Cheryl, heal your Mew, attach turbo uh, energy. Mm. Like, oh, why don't you do Psychic Leap? Well, because I want to do 210. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or 240 or something like that. You're still two-shotting <laughs> at that point, and you're healing exactly. because with less setup. I actually didn't and, think of it in that way. My gosh. That's huge because also what I also just did was I just opened up how many spots in my deck. Like I'm gonna be get to play Ultra Ball, which makes my deck more consistent because mm -hmm. I can see so many more cards with Genesect, mm -hmm. and I just opened up ten do you, spots. Do you still see? All of it. Do you see Cramomatics and VIP Pass still staying in the deck? 
Oh, that's gonna be huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I think what, yeah, you, <laughs> you can, can discard those uh, battle passes later. Yeah, you discard those, but you you get rid of the the probably it's the not... great balls because you could just uh, put in put in ultra balls and in place the great balls. There's just not two cards that I want to see go away so quickly than those two. Like I just, <laughs> and they're just like they yeah. swim like really. They look. I look at them and they're like these are bad cards. Just like the way they read, and then but they just work. <laughs> They I agree with you. They, 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 exactly. Exactly. Like the one big downfall to Mew currently is like that mid game where maybe you take a knockout and then you get some prizes and then you just have a, a handful of cards that you can't really do anything with. How many times have you gotten yeah. like uh, at least two boss and two Elsa sparkles in your hand and then you maybe have one or two other cards that you can't get rid of um, and you can't like cycle through your deck. Uh, so the the great ball just gets rid of that that problem and like like sack said if you don't even have to worry about elsa sparkle and you just put the dce on there and then cheryl and do all that good fun jazz that, that that's just it's crazy there's the you just opened mew up in different avenues so you have the tanky and then you got the offense we'll see i, I i'm i'm excited to see both okay. kind of i mean you know, I, there's the cheryl idea is pretty pretty cool I think it's pretty uh, crafty. It's, it's, I like it's that mean. <laughs> yeah. The part that I'm looking forward to with Mew is that I can now boss in the same turn that I don't have any energy in play. Mm-hmm. So if they go like KO Mew plus Crush and Hammer the Benched Energy or Fan Waves the Benched Energy um, and plus leave something active that I can't KO with 210, I can still go boss KO on the bench because I have turbo energy and it takes one attachment. I'm not doing the full... 210 right instead of doing 210 i'm doing like 190 but it's still genesec yeah 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 it's still um still uh genesec but i get choice belts on now i'm doing 220 instead of the 240 but that kills most two prizers and what's that's what i'm trying to target down anyways mm-hmm. on the bench so well you have in you in mu particularly you have a lot of outs to negate that 20 damage loss like you can run oh, belts yeah. You can run belts, which is just basically permanently saying that they're it's just plus 10 damage instead of uh, 30. But you can also just power tablet at a turn if you don't have a belt and you've negated the loss and you're still doing 10 da- extra damage. So, right. I mean, that negative 20 doesn't really hurt you that much. If you can if you can cycle the cards and, and, and find your outs to negating that negative, which you may not even need to. Right. It just it just opens it up. Like you said, late game, like with Sack said, when when your energies are off, you don't have to worry about Elsa's. You just have to find that one card to attach um, to be able to attack. And then, you know, you can find your damage modifiers uh, to potentially take the KO. So deck just got more consistent and dangerous in in more layers than it, it currently has. And we haven't even talked about the, the snipe uh, option uh, that it might get uh, that it's going to be getting to with the ice cube. It depends on the what deck. Do do? It 120 to the bench. That's huge. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait for that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that do you have to discard any energy for that? Or I don't believe so. I think it just has to be too psychic. So you would still that would still probably go in a in a mellow or a Elsa Sparkle uh, archetype, uh, but still. Being able to to snipe damage. I, I mean, I know Manaphy is going to be a thing, 
Um, but it just gives that deck so many different options on the, on the way you can build it. You can build it tanky, you can build it the way it is where it's just hitting hard, or, or you can snipe. Uh, really, it gets whatever it wants. Yeah. But the thing, like, Mana is cool, you get Bench Barrier back, but you just have to find Mana Fee turn one right away if I'm going to snipe turn two. Mm-hmm. And you're like, all right, you have to turn one and search for Mana Fee. We, we have Level Ball, we have Ultra Ball, we have Quick Ball, we have Battle Pass, we have all those things that can find Mana Fee, but like, Instead of finding Ensemble or, you know, your Bidoof, now you got to go find Manaphy because you're worried about getting sniped, which, right. like, slows you down because that Manaphy's not drawing you any cards next turn. So maybe I do get, like, a turn of sniping, and I think that's going to be pretty nice. Um, so I'm not too worried about Manaphy, but you getting the snipe, that's that's huge. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, well, just to, I, I, found, I found the card. It's Ice okay. Cube. That's, that Did I say Ice Cube? Yeah. It's a water Pokemon. Uh, it's a block slider. You choose one of your opponent's Pokemon. This attack does 40 damage times the number of fusion energy attached to your Pokemon. So it is dependent on how much fusion oh, energy you, okay. you have out. Maybe not as good as I thought, but still. You still need the fuse strike energies. You yeah, can still so get a Sobble pretty easily. Um, yeah. You can do 160 snipe, which kills the Dennis. Wait, that's... It's not informative anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, you can two shot it. So, no. Yeah, you, can, you can uh, 280 the active or 160 the bench. Yeah. Okay. So, I had another deck that may be out of left field, um, but maybe sees more play um, is the the Whimsicott Tool Slinger. Um, do we think that that single prize deck has a chance to come back with uh, any cards in, in the format coming back? No. <laughs> Only because we're getting Pachirisu. Refresh me on Pachirisu. Um, same thing. 30 damage. I don't, it's a basic Pokemon for a lightning colorist. 30 damage for each tool in play, I believe. Okay. And you don't have to discard them on a yes. basic Pokemon. Um, as opposed yeah. to like Whimsicott, you had to discard them and we don't have U-turn board back. Right, right. Now that's great points. Um, you do. Oh, we do get a Honchkrow though. Right. Four that's kind of what I think. Yeah, that's what I think uh, originally inspired me to ask that. I forgot about Honchkrow off the top of my head here, but uh. <laughs> yeah, no, the the Honchkrow made me think about Tool Drop Whimsicott too. Um, but Pachirisu, you sacrifice ten damage on the multiplier, so it's thirty instead of forty x. But um, it's just thirty damage per tool on all of your Pokemon. You don't have to discard them, and that was Whimsicott. Like Whimsicott has no way of repeating the tool attack um unless you like can recycle energies like once um not not the skateboard the surfboard went away the u-turn board the u-turn board yeah (laughs) the u-turn board went away it kind of like that it didn't have replayability without making maybe like the trash cyclone garbador that brought tools back into your deck or anything like that um i tried i like whimsicott i tried um it doesn't doesn't necessarily have it where this Pachirisu might be a better option. And maybe you sneak a whimsy card in there just to do more damage on the last knockout if you need it. But potential. Yeah. Or the psychic weakness. I can find giving up tools of a hit for times two. So you could probably like splash it in there for like maybe a two-two just to do more damage and to hit for weakness. Um you could also play like the trash cyclone to do hit for dark weakness against Mew, and you also get um, the turbo energy and twin energy for that too. Yeah, right. And so you just said, up, but 
a tool a toolbox. <laughs> yeah, a tool, you know, toolbox type deck. Um, I think the best part about that deck is the memes that come from having four tools in Honchkro. Right. What four tools you put down? You could put four Cape of Toughness on a Honchkro. Yeah, you ain't knocking that thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. 400 HP on a Honchkro. Or you could put four Charms. Or you could put four of the Rugged Helmet dudes, and then now your opponent has to return every energy back to their hand. Right. Don't <laughs> hit that this. guy. <laughs> yeah. Or you could play like the four Mask, so you hit Honchkro, and you have to discard four cards from your hand. Yeah. Hand. Yeah, you can. That's the cool thing with Hon, like I. That's why I kind of like Honchkro because you can load it up with some tools. That's just like, even though you're you're probably playing a single prize deck, and they're like, all right, there's two prizes. If you want to hit him, you're gonna pay like a really ridiculous price, where you're gonna take yeah. like four rugged helmets, or you're taking uh, two rugged helmets and uh, discarding cards. Like it, you can make it so that they don't want to boss that guy. Right. Exactly. Ah, man. There's so many other cards I want to talk about. I know we're running up on on time. Um, were there any ones that you guys wanted to uh, mention before we, uh, you know, call it a cast? Um, I, I, I want to get Zach's opinion on whether Rayquaza is going to get better, worse, or I should, or is it, it's never been good. Well, it's never been good yet. <laughs> well, yeah, it's never, it's no. never been good. You should have burned those cards by now. It's not good yet. But when you talk about Rayquaza at locals, because we have someone at locals that's like, I want to try Rayquaza, and you ask them at the end of the league, hey, how did Rayquaza go this week? It's like, ah, one, three, I'll try again next week. Um, but the general consensus that we have for our locals is that you're missing one piece, one little piece of the puzzle that's going to make Rayquaza good. And we don't know what it is yet. Like it could be Magma Basin, right? You could be attached to the Entei on the bench, you can e-switch it up to the active. That one little attachment it could be the mana feed to protect your flappies, right? The, <laughs> the problem right now is you're like, ah, my flappies die. Because um, it's go, cool, I'm going to snipe double Maurice and you never get a flappy and then you never do damage. Um, so I think Rayquaza is one or maybe one and a half, two pieces away from making it pretty okay. I don't think it's ever going to be like top two because it's like very resource demanding and you have to get to the bench and then back to the active and reattach. Uh, we've seen that happen before, decks like that in the past. Um, they don't do too well, but I think it's one or two key pieces of the way from being up there like tier two or tier 2.5. Do you think Arceus uh, slides into that deck? Good. Um, you do like the like acceleration, I guess, from Arceus, but then you just, you're two shotting with Arceus, you're playing turbo energies already. Mm -hmm. like, I think Arceus is probably just better off a standalone instead of having it being paired with like Ray, which consumes those energies and then takes Oko's. Arceus is like the biggest question mark for me. Like, what are you going to do with Arceus? Like, where I, can you put it? You can put it in so many things. And I think the it might best be left alone. Like, not unplayed, mm -hmm. just played by itself. Right. In a big way. Yeah. Um, my. I think Rayquaza is going to get slyly, like sneakily get better for a multitude of different things. And the Magma Basin didn't come to my hand, my mind because it, it actually doesn't work because it needs to be a fire Pokemon. But yeah, that's why I said to Entei. You have, oh. you have an alternate attacker and you can e-switch it up so you can attach lightnings with Flaffy. Okay. Um, but it's if 
if we go to the two prize V star meta and it takes off, which is like Arceus is going to be popular in every deck, mm-hmm. you actually only need three energies on Arceus on Rayquazas now to just take knockouts. Like you're not trying to get to four, which is one Flaffy. It's a lot. I mean, you're still relying on a, a Flaffy, um, and then a Rose and an Attach. So it's a lot easier to do. Right. So low key, if the if it goes the V stars, I think it's going to get a little easier, and then uh, the belt makes math work a little bit better in your favor a little bit for weird, uh, weird symbol like weird Pokemon matchups. Like um, you can get to three hundred without having a fourth energy, I think, um, as well. Right. Two ninety. Is it 80 yeah. plus 20? Or how's it go? Because it's, it's two, I thought it was 270. You know, it's 80 times three is 240 plus 20 is 260. Uh, you're right. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just 290. 290 still, still, I mean, a big number. it is a big number. And, and like you said, um, I think the meta does shift in a way where it's not always going to be, you know, you have those baby prizers, you got the spread decks, and then you got the big boys. You have that middle ground now that they kind of compete like both ways. So the meta is going to completely change, or you're going to run into a lot more um, single prizers or two prizers um, that you will be able to handle um, with a little bit more ease. So you know, maybe just maybe that is the piece that we were looking for that that we didn't know about. Yeah, the parts that's like to it for me at the moment. Like I've tried it like multiple ways, like the Rose Engine, the mm-hmm. Flaffy Build, all this stuff, like Cretune, whatnot. Um, is getting to the bench and getting back into the active, the same Rayquaza. Um, and or now that you guys, we've just talked about single prizers being everywhere because of Manaphy and Libero uh, coming back. Um, you can do huge knockouts on Maxes, but how do you handle the little guys? How do you handle a Malamar for two energies? Uh, which would be pretty, you have to do two lightnings to, or two fires to KO. Um, a Malamar and just like, oh, well, I'm a single prizer. Here's another Malamar. And then you have to do it again and again right. and again. Uh, it's two energies a turn for a single prize when they're two shot at you, which is unfortunate. Right. And that, yeah, uh, they're I just think, winning that math. Yeah. I don't yeah. think those trade favorably. Um, single prizes are getting a buff. Requaz is getting a buff. But I don't know which one's bigger at the moment, but I, I still want to try it again. I always right. try it. Right. So, yeah, I, I I can concede though the single prizes are a little bit of a problem because the math is like not worth the energy trade mm-hmm. that you yeah. have to use. We'll what see. I wish that we still had in format for Rayquaza right now is Doll. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not really big on control, but boy oh boy do I want to go to the bench and Doll and then get <laughs> yeah. back to the active. I, I can't retreat twice, but I know Poke Doll gets around that. Oh yeah, that was yeah, at the yeah. Luke Mel Metal used to do that all the time, right? Yeah, and you just don't have room for you just don't have room for a bunch of switch cards to be able to just like switch and then do the thing and then switch back. Right. So you have to have two rays, which is unfortunate. But um, like, do you get to have two rays at the same time, like powered up like that? Seems like a hard ask, but yeah, you might get there. We'll we'll see. Chuck, you you got to make it work, man. Uh, I will be. That's one one deck. I'm not. I'm not making go away. And I am thankful. All right. Well, I think that's going to probably about do it. We've been uh, we've been doing this for a little bit. Um, before we let you go, Zach, uh, you have any shout outs or plugs? Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for having me. First of all, appreciate it. Glad to be on. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check me out on Twitch over at SaxSax17. I stream 
most of the time in the morning, around uh, 11 or 12 Eastern time, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter over at SACSAC underscore 17. And hey, I'm trying to work on my TikTok, which is SACSAC 17 as well. Okay. But as, that's TikTok. I don't know if TikTok's really cool or not. It was cringe when I said it the first time. Uh, like I was on stream. I was like, hey, guys, follow me on TikTok. And I was like, I just said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's another place for content. I'm going to try to grow there. So. No, I've, I've been I've been getting TikTok like highlights, Pokemon like people open packs, all kinds of stuff on TikTok. People ripping yeah. packs, yeah, all kinds <laughs> of stuff. A, I think it's a unexplored and it's kind of fun to get into. Right. Well, there'll be quickly. There'll be uh, anyone listening. There's quick links in the show notes to all of those. You want to get to his Twitter, his TikTok, or his Twitch. Appreciate it. Yep. Alrighty, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, As always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinucks1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at RY4Gaming. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.